Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I'm really happy that you're listening today because in this episode, I'm going to show you how to make a revenue goal that is achievable. I chose this topic because lack of clear and meaningful goals doesn't take us to where we want to go. Most business owners want to increase revenue and thus create a life of financial freedom so they can live the life that they want to live. To not be beholden to student loans or credit card debt, to take care of our family, say yes to our kid when they ask us to sign up for soccer or dance, maybe just have a nice dinner out at a restaurant every now and then or go on the occasional road trip. The problem is goal setting isn't always easy. You always hear that it should be smart, meaning specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. You might be thinking, I never seem to get smart goals to work for me. Or you might be feeling like setting a revenue goal is like throwing spaghetti on the wall and you just kind of see what ends up sticking. Revenue goals should help us move forward in our business. They, They shouldn't be a point of stress and confusion. Now, I'm a little embarrassed to admit I was horrible at setting achievable revenue goals when I first started my business. Yes, I would make them specific. Uh, it would be usually be a number for the year. And it was, of course, highly re- relevant because I would use my calculator to figure out how much money I wanted to take home. But that number wasn't always achievable. Then I would beat myself up for being such a loser and not meeting my goals. Now, since then, I've learned a lot about goal setting and having more grace with myself. I've also figured out that I tend to be a very optimistic goal setter. So I've had to figure out how to adjust that achievability lens. Part of why I wanted to do this episode is so you can learn from my mistakes Before I get into today's lesson, I want to do a listener shout out. Today's shout out comes from Candom Watts on iTunes, and she says, So thankful for this podcast. For years, I've been looking for a way to learn more about business accounting that's interesting and female friendly. I'm so happy to have found this podcast. It's exactly what I needed. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Camden. You are such a sweetheart. Accounting is a pretty dry topic, not gonna lie. So I'm, I'm happy that I can explain it in a way that is interesting to you. Um, it's listeners like you that really motivate me to keep doing this podcast. If you'd like to be like Camden and be featured in a listener shout out in a future Cash Clarity episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Alrighty, are you ready? I have seven steps for creating that achievable revenue goal. I also created a calculator for you, which you can find in the show notes at goldenratiobookkeeping.com forward slash 013. Step number one, list out your services and product lines. I don't want you to get too down in the weeds on this, so take a step back and stay high level. I'm going to be referring to your products and services as revenue streams for the rest of the episode, Uh, just FYI. I wanna give you my business as an example. My primary revenue stream is bookkeeping services. Now, I do one-off jobs like setting up software or doing 
bookkeeping rescues, which would be like a historical catch-up or going back and fixing mistakes. I also do monthly services, so doing the data entry, account reconciliations. I also do bill pay management, full service payroll, uh, among other things. I don't, you know, group these off as one service at a time. That gets too complicated. So I just group them all together as bookkeeping services. Now, my second revenue stream is software resale. I don't do this a lot and I don't promote it, um, but I do uh, resale QuickBooks Online to a few people. Um, So that's one revenue stream for me. And then this year, I want to introduce one-on-one consulting for non-monthly clients. Now, I do consulting for all my monthly clients as part of their service package with me, but I want to extend that out to people who aren't ready to partner with a bookkeeper um, from month to month and maybe just would like to have that check-in. So I'm planning on, at some point this year, introducing some one-on-one consulting. Then the other product or service I want to introduce this year is an online course. I, I've been working towards it. It's not quite ready, but I do plan to launch a QuickBooks Online basics and setup uh, workshop here, like probably within the next month. And then later on, developing that out into a full-fledged online course um, probably this summer. So for the next steps, I want you to think of each of your revenue streams individually. So like for me, I would take bookkeeping services and think about that critically. Then I would look at my, you know, one-on-one consulting that I want to do and look at that critically and so on and so forth. Okay, so that leads us into step number two, and that is estimate a starting revenue based on your current performance. Now, if you're brand new and haven't had any sales yet, then you're just going to have to pick your dream number. And if you've been in business for a while, look at last month's sales numbers. Add up your revenue and multiply it by 12 to come up with an annual revenue target. Then if you have intentions to grow or scale your business, add your dream growth number to the current annual revenue number that you just calculated. So if you want to double your business, multiply your revenue number by two. If you want to grow by 20%, then multiply your number by 1.2. For example, say if I've been in business for a few years and the number I came up with was $30,000. I was able to grow about 50% last year to this year, and I want to do the same thing again, so I will multiply that $30,000 number by 1.5, which would give me a revenue goal of $45,000. Now that you have a dream number, we're going to look at it a little bit closer. Remember, this episode is all about making a realistic, achievable goal, so now let's dive in a little bit deeper. Okay, so step number three is to determine your price point or your historical sales average. If you're new in business, then you need to do market research here. Talk to people in your industry to see what they charge. Talk to prospects to see what they are willing to pay. Scour the internet to find out what other people are doing. And then set your number. If you're more seasoned, again, look at last month's sales numbers and find the average average sale amount. You can do this by going back to your monthly revenue number and dividing by the number of sales for the month. 
Back to our example of the $30,000 business whose goal is $45,000 this year. I threw out a number of sales of five just to make the math easy. And that comes out to about $500 per month of an average sale. Moving into step four, we're going to determine the number of transactions or sales that you need to get to your revenue goal. So we're going to take that dream revenue number that you came up with in step number two, and we're going to divide it by the price point that you came up in the last step, step number three. And then you're going to round up to the nearest whole number because, you know, sales can't be in a decimal or a fraction. So we're going to round up to the nearest whole number and rounding up because that makes the goal a little bit more conservative. So going back to our example of our fictitious business, they want to, you know, grow their business by 50% to $45,000. And to make the math easy, we came up with a $500 average dollar sale. So that would mean they would need to make 90 sales over the course of a year, which comes out to about seven and a half per month. And we're going to round up. So we're going to shoot for eight sales a month. Now, you may have a pretty reliable repeat business. And if that's the case, then take your retention rate and most of that, multiply that by the number of sales that you had last month and round down to the nearest whole number, again, being conservative. So if we assume that our fake business had five sales last month and has a 75% retention rate, that comes out to 3.75, which rounds down to three. This means that our example business can count on about three return customers a month. So just a second ago, we calculated that our example business needs eight sales per month to meet their revenue goal and can depend on three return customers per month. So that means that they are looking at five new sales per month for the business, which comes to about 60 for the year. You following me so far? I know I'm throwing out a lot of math and you're listening and you're not seeing it on paper. I did use this as the first example on the revenue calculator that I provided in the show notes. So don't forget to go grab that. But we're ready for step number five now, which is to determine the number of leads needed to meet the number of sales. For this, we're going to need your conversion rate. If you're new in business, you'll again need to do some market research on your industry. And even then, it's still kind of a guessing game. So I suggest going low and starting with 5%. If you're experienced and have been in business for a while, hopefully you have this number by keeping track of the number of leads that you have and the percentage that becomes customers. If you simply have no idea, again, I suggest you go low, something around 5%. Now, once you have your conversion rate, take the number of sales needed from step four and divide that by your conversion rate. Going back to our example, let's say that they have a 25% conversion rate. So they'll take the 60 number of sales number that we came up with in, in the previous step and divide that by 25%. And that would end up with 240 leads needed for them to meet their revenue goal. You need to ask yourself at this point, is the number of leads you calculated doable? So in step six, we're going to review your sales strategy. I know this is a numbers podcast, not a sales and marketing podcast, right? But, you know, this is 
where the rubber meets the road. So there are many factors to consider when asking if your leads number is realistic. So what marketing channels are you using to get leads? How much time are you spending per marketing channel? How effective is each marketing channel? And when I say marketing channel, it could be different things. It could be like social media, Facebook, Instagram, etc. It could be um, networking in person. Maybe you do BNI or you go into Rotary or Chamber or something like that. Um, or maybe you're doing Facebook ads or Google ads. Maybe you buy billboards. Maybe you put a sticker on your car. It could be lots of things when I say marketing channel. Okay, it, you need to ask yourself... Do you get better quality leads from certain marketing channels or do you have a referral or affiliate program in place? Can you maybe improve your conversion rate? Can you increase your prices? Do you have the budget to increase your marketing effort or do you have the budget to hire help? So going back to our fake company in our example, maybe they are absolutely maxed out in their marketing capacity and guess that they could only achieve half of the needed leads without hiring. So even though hiring will take time by finding the right person and onboarding them and training them, they decide it's worth it in the long term to go ahead and hire. So they guess that they should be able to get about 200 new leads instead of that 240 that we calculated. Step number seven is to go back and iterate your calculations. So after considering how many leads are achievable, it's time to go back through the steps, but in the opposite order. So first multiply the number of achievable new leads by the conversion rate. So our company is going to take 200 and multiply that by the conversion rate, which was 25%, which equals 50 new sales for the year which if you remember before, we had come up with 60 new sales a year. We also need to add back in the number of repeat business that we think that our company is going to have. So our example, we'll add three per month, which is 36 for the year, plus the 50 for a total of 86 sales. So then we multiply that number by the average sale amount, which in our example is $500. So $500 by 86 is $43,000, which is pretty close to that original goal of $45,000. Once you've done this for each of your revenue streams listed that you listed out in step one, then you can add all of them up together um, for the adjusted revenue goals and come up with a total revenue goal for the year. Then you'll have a realistic revenue goal. I know I threw a lot at you, so I'm gonna run through another example. The example that I ran through throughout all the steps was more of a month to month type of scenario, and it's more of a service provider type business that's been in business for a few years or so. But maybe you have something that you only do once a year. Maybe you host an event or maybe you launch an online course. In that case, then the calculations are going to be a little bit easier. I chose to go through the, the steps the first time with a hard example. So now I'm going to run through them again using a simpler example of creating an online course. So 
in step one, you know, that's listing your service and products. You don't need to do that again. So in step two, we're going to pick our dream number for our, our online course. And we come up with a number of $50,000. Then in step two, we need to determine our price point. So we go out, we do some market research, we talk to some per- prospective students, and we find out that they are willing to pay $200 for our online course. That brings us to step number four, which is to determine the number of transactions or sales needed to meet the revenue goal. So we're going to take our $50,000 goal and divide that by $200, what our students are willing to pay. And that would give us a number of sales of 250. Now that we have the number of sales we need, we can go to step five, which is to determine the number of leads we need to get those sales. So... In this case, we've never sold an online course before. We don't really know how we're going to do. So we're just going to use 5% for our conversion rate because that's low. It's conservative. Taking the number of sales that we need, which was 250, and dividing that by our conversion rate of 5%, that would bring us to a number of 5,000 leads that we need to go get. Maybe we're absolutely new to this and we have 10 people on our email list, two of which are our parents, one is our spouse, and then we have two people that are our siblings. So really we have five people on our list. So 5,000 might not be so doable. (laughs) Once we get to uh, step number six and we think about our sales strategy, we think we come to the realization that we just can't get 5,000 leads. So we're going to back off a little bit. We think we can maybe get a fourth of that. So in step number seven, we're going to go with 1250 as our number of leads. So taking 1250 and multiplying that by our conversion rate will get us to 62 new sales that we need. And then taking the number 62 and multiplying that by our price point of $200 brings us to $12,400, which is not too shabby. Not very close to our $50,000 dream goal, but now it's something that's more achievable. Now I've shown you how to make an achievable revenue goal. I've shown you two examples, um, one more complicated and one more a little bit straightforward. And I want to tell you, I no longer make revenue-based goals for my business. The lesson that I learned is there are a lot of moving parts that make up revenue. And if you're wrong in one area, when setting your goal, it's like a domino effect. Everything gets out of whack. I've found for myself, it's more achievable to really focus on the things that drive revenue and more specifically sales. So almost all of my business comes for referrals. So I will make a goal on the number of referrals I get. And there's certain tasks and activities I can do to boost the number of referrals that I get. Or I'll make a goal to increase my sales call conversions. These are still things that improve my revenue, but they are much more specific, plus they're easier to achieve. Even though I don't make dedicated revenue goals, I still forecast my revenue using the technique from today's episode. So now I want to challenge you to review your revenue goal. Can you replace it with something that's more specific, like increasing your number of leads or improving your conversion rate? And don't forget to grab my revenue calculator in the show notes at goldenratiobookkeeping.com forward slash 013. By not following this step-by-step formula for forecasting your revenue, you'll likely stay stuck and get frustrated with yourself for not meeting your goals. Instead, if you set more specific and achievable goals, you'll get clarity around the actions you need to take to make some real progress. 
Now that we're at the end of the episode, you should feel more confident in setting those big audacious goals of yours. I know that you can do it. I hope you come back for the next episode because I'm going to give you the lowdown on the 2020 W-4 forms. And before you tune out already, W-4s make a big difference to you in your take-home pay. And I know for myself, I like to have more money in my pocket throughout the year. So join me next week when I talk about W-4s. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. Until next time.